on the show. We can actually talk about that. Steve Rinella, <clears throat> excuse me. He's a outdoors channel guy. Uh, he has a podcast or a, a show called Meat Eater, which is one the only hunting show I've ever watched. Yeah, more than like one episode of because it shows them lose too. It shows them not get anything. Right. It shows them um, by the campfire after they're done skin. It shows you how to do it. Shows them eating it. But um, he said one time they had coyote, and he said it. Uh, you put enough barbecue sauce on it and smoke it good enough, anything will taste fine. Sure. But if you don't want to take the time to make coyote that way, probably not the best sweet meat in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Ugh. Tired. Tired, bro. But we're doing it. We're here. An old school just me and you episode. Last three weeks. See Aaron and Lane over here. It was the old, the the for the family of fun, the whole t- thing. Then it was just Adam. Then it was J-Mo and Adam. No, then it was just J-Mo. Yeah. Then last week is J-Mo and Adam. Adam. Yeah. It's like we're we're auditioning. No, they're not replacing anybody. No, no. There will be no replacements once... Once Aaron and there'll Elena. be lots of replacements. That, they'll be, but only the ones we're going to listen to. They'll, uh, <laughs> but there'll be no more full time people. Okay. If we, if Aaron and Elena ever <clears throat> decide they're not coming back, which possible, nah. they, they got bigger fish to fry. Well, sure. They got a kid to bring up in this fucked up world. Yeah. Yours Good raised. call, guys. Yeah, stupids. Way to have a fucking cute little baby that you give all your love she, to. And she is the cutest. Oh, she's adorable. <laughs> she looks like Aaron. She's always like confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? What is happening? I, I'm not a girl. <laughs> I don't know what a girl is yet. I'm very disappointed in them that they uh, gendered their baby. But, you know, not my business. Yeah. My niece, uh, my little niece was born. 1997, the night of the Garth Brooks concert. Me, my mom and dad were supposed to go. My brothers, both their brother, both my brothers went. My older brother's girlfriend, my girlfriend, who was 15 at the time, I think. Hmm. I was 16 and a half, maybe 17. We all went. My mom, mom and dad were supposed to go, but sister went into labor. Had two extra tickets. We get to bring our girlfriends all of a sudden to a Garth Brooks concert. Didn't we look like the coolest guys ever? And Garth Brooks puts on pretty good show sure he does but um she was born that night uh february 22nd i believe and now she's pregnant that's weird sure she is with child and they've already they already know the gender and i'm so mad why are you gendering this baby let it decide for itself give it neutral clothing <clears throat> never understood the, cl- the color thing really anyway yeah back I think in the Victorian times, pink was for boys and blue was for girls. That's what it used to be. And bo- little boys used to wear dresses too. I think all babies used well, to wear dresses too. It's, you can call them dresses, but they weren't necessarily dresses. It was more of a tunic or a frock or yeah, something. Yeah, tunic like that. is a fun word. Yeah. Um, one of the, what I was thinking since they're having uh, their kids going to be the same age pretty much as uh, Aaron and Elena's. Yeah. Get them together when they get older. Power couple. There's going to be some under Underwood blood seats going through their veins, and Elena's genetics going through there. Hopefully, Aaron's fall off. <laughs> uh, bring them together. They'll rule the world. Uh, let's play the uh, theme song and get this show going. We haven't officially started yet. 
Barely got to play disc golf this weekend. That's very disappointing. Just got to play seven holes over at uh, Beckwith 4H. Yeah. Toughest course in the world. Yeah, you guys talk about that one. It was designed by a left-hander. Yeah. And you can tell. It's not that bad. I, I give it a hard time, but it's... um. The guy that designed it, I've recently played another one of his des- courses that he designed, yeah. and it's like he doesn't want anyone to come back and play it again. He just wants you to go through it once. And okay, He's, He just wants to make you disgusted with the game. Yeah. That's what's happening. But mo- a lot of, I, again, I give 4-H a bad rap. There are quite a few holes that are really epic, too. Mm. I can't get par on most of them. But like, I'd like to see actual people that are good at it pl- play that course. Sure. Other than me and my friends who you know just what? throw it right to the ground. Here's the thing. Here's something that I have. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> you got to commit, dude. That's what you want to do <laughs> is go out and practice every day, brother. <laughs> I've noticed this. I started to have really getting into powerlifting culture like because I've really gotten back into it like hardcore. I think I'm going to be a great, one of those great 50-year-old powerlifters. Using all the shorthand and the slang and everything. Well, I mean, and also- Getting the, on the message boards. No, no, none of that, but more like following what other people are doing mm-hmm. and seeing them all, seeing everybody's competitors and like admiring what they do and all that stuff. And I, fi- I finally found the difference between why I wasn't great at it and they're so great at it. Dedication, perseverance, structure- the shit we were doing That's everything Yeah The shit we were doing Years ago I, I imagine I remember how strong We were It was stupid and, and if it was And if it was structured It would have been Fucking crazy I mean I didn't even Train the deadlift And I pulled 425 10 times You know what I mean it, Yeah You we, know without even We would just go in And just do what we felt Like doing Exactly Whenever and we you were can't doing. do that if you want to be good at it, you have to have a percentage, and you have to follow that percentage, and you have to do that thing, and you have to keep doing it, you know, and you have to, you know, I've got the notebook, and I keep it. I keep it with me at all times, so it's constantly in my mind. I'm reviewing what I'm supposed to be doing. The diet, I haven't quite gotten there, but I've heard conflicting reports. People are just like, don't, fuck this. it's like, it's not bodybuilding, you know, just eat. eat enough and make sure you're, you know, all that stuff, and, you know, you're eating to be strong. You're not eating to get jacked, and he's like, and those are two massively different yeah. things so don't get me wrong lately i've noticed i have gotten jacked like i'm you know shoulders are sticking up and shit and i've, and I've really noticed that but um you know i only started i'm only six months in so in another couple of years i'm just i'm applying that you know to what's going to happen and i can't wait but that's the difference is that you know people always wonder especially um like you take the girls like Amanda Lawrence and Danielle Mello and all their stuff. Like how they get so strong? They're freak. No, because they do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they structure what they do and they keep doing it. There's a thing Jocko Willink says: uh, discipline equals freedom. Yes, and fun and feeling good about. It. I feel good. I'm 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 bigger now than I've been in a long time, and I feel good about myself. Like bigger in a, in a good way. Yes, I mean I'm like, you know, it's I can really tell. And, you know, I know I'm carrying around a little extra and I got down to 230. I felt terrible because I was just like, well, I'm trying to be healthy and all that stuff. My blood pressure is exactly the same, you know, all that stuff. So I'm just like, you know, and I always wanted to be a great power lifter and I always had great potential, but I always knew better than whoever was trying to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Now I've done exactly what I'm supposed to do and taking my own advice and doing great. And I can't wait to see how well it's going to go. Um, every week when you step it up a little bit and you notice how much stronger you've gotten is so much, so much fun. Cause you just like, you 
page back through your journal and like I'm doing this so much now and it's so much stronger than I than I, where I started. I can't wait to see where it's going to go next. I understand when they do when they do that on the Instagram posts. You know, tr- you know all the fucking shit that used to annoy me. Trust the process, all that shit. It's all true. You it know, is all true. So, so um, For every sport, every skill, every discipline, uh, martial arts, guitar, singing. There are people that get up at four o'clock in the morning and do scales for an hour. Yeah. Just singing. Bradley. Bradley used to come home no matter what he did, and he would always do. And Ben, my, my brothers, who Ben, while a great musician, was not blessed with the same mindset as Bradley was. I mean, I'm talking about the the everything's math mindset, mm-hmm. you know. So Bradley, of course, had a leg up on pretty much everybody, but he also Bradley always also worked at it. And he was what his thing. I never worked combination. I never worked at anything. <laughs> I picked up everything, was good at things, and was naturally like I was of all trades type. Well, I was naturally good at, at some, most sports, like, but not great at the, great at them. But I thought just being good at them was okay. You're not last picked. No, never. I mean, and then with weightlifting, I stepped in and I had some natural ability, a lot of natural ability, and I got to a point where I was really strong. But that was strong without having any kind of real structure. You know, what I mean, I used to do a workout, but it's a workout somebody else had done, and I didn't find out what works for me. I found out what works for me, and that's what I'm doing. So now I feel. And I feel for the first time really, you know, for for first time in years, really good about it. Don't get me wrong, wrong man. My back is killing me. Like, <laughs> I did, in a good way. I deadlifted on Friday and did heavy weight and did it for lots of reps, and my back hurts. But it's in that way. I got home and I'm laying down in the bathtub. I'm like, oh, I earned this. You know what I mean? And I'm laying. We needed this. <laughs> Stewie. <Yeah. laughs> we deserve this. Um, sitting on the porch watching it rain. We needed this. <laughs> I just uh, and I and I've not let anything else enter my transom. Like I was like, well, what if I start doing, you know, hand cleans? I was like, no, that's not what you're doing. This is what you're doing. You know, these four lifts, five, five lifts, and you're only doing those. And when you get so good at those that it's unreal, then you can start fucking working other shit in. But not until that point. And that and I've already got a, a framework of what what has to happen before I put other stuff in. I have to squat five hundred pounds. Deadlift six, bench four plus, overhead press three plus, and bent over row four hundred pounds. What was I overheading before? Whenever I was doing it, well, we were repping one thirty five for ten easy reps. So that's you know, I think I'd go up though. Whenever I did, I switched to five by five. Mm-hmm. I think I went up. I don't know how how high I went up though. I don't want to say something stupid like two fifty. It's over two hundred pounds. It might have been. I'm not going to. I'd, sure. I'd say it's, it's a solid two twenty five, which is you know two plates on overhead press is is nothing to sneeze at, especially when you're not. You know, the, when they do that on CrossFit and stuff like that, I don't want to take anything away from them. What they do is great. But essentially what you're doing is thrusting it over the top of your head and getting yourself underneath it. Yeah, I was trying to be controlled with it. Right. I mean, and a little bit of pop at the beginning is normal. Everybody does that. Like the little rock back and forth that you see? Well, you're just, you know, like this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I do that. supposed to do it. But, you know, bodybuilders do it differently, but I don't believe in lifting like they do. Yeah, bodybuilders, they'll do like... They'll just hold it. Really slow. And that's fine. Just do this number. Like they're raising the roof. Well, I don't know if I agree. Raising I've seen that. I've seen that stuff, and I don't even know if that's effective. But um, you know, I've, I've I finally settled in into a. It took me until forty four, and then turning into forty five to actually settle down and do what I do now. I come in, I go to work, I read. I've been reading like crazy. Like, you know, I I put down ten books in a month, just because I'm 
that's all I, I like to do. I've set up my house the way I like it. Come in, sit down, smoke my pipe in the evening, sit on my porch. <laughs> you know, become an old man, but an old man who likes knows what he likes in life. And I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, I no, I no longer feel the need to grasp for other things. Well, what am I missing? I'm not missing anything. I like this. This is what I do now. So, you know, fuck yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking about uh, the the discipline thing. I watched a video about <clears throat> practicing disc golf mm-hmm. by a guy, I don't know his name, but it's overthrow. And he talked about there's two ways you can do it. You can go to a field and just throw a bunch of shots, different angles, and do all that stuff. Do that, empty your bag, go pick them all up and do it again, and then practice putting for an hour and a half or whatever you want to do. Or some people don't like that. There's nothing wrong with um, when you're on the course just throwing a bunch of shots off the tee for every – for pick a hole and just do that. If you want to do it on every hole, just right. throw a bunch of shots and you're getting reps in doing it that way. And if people come along and they want to play through, let them play through mm-hmm. Tell them you're taking your time. And I was like, Oh, so all these extra shots that I throw when I don't like my first one, that is giving me reps. Practice. Sure. You're making that mind muscle link. You're, yeah. you know, you have to, I mean, it's a, most things are technique. Like, you know, you see, Anything. I mean, and the the technique will win out over ability. You know what I mean? So Yeah, the hardest thing to remember is to stay loose. Every sport except for maybe football. Like, well, as a lineman, you don't want to stay loose. You want to be loose like in your stance. You don't right. want to be all fucking coiled up. Right. But whenever you're blocking someone. But like when you're throwing the football, it's a whip. Right. Baseball, it's a whip. Mm-hmm. The swing of a baseball bat, that's a whip. You, you're not really... The only muscles in your arms that are doing anything are the ones holding onto the bat. Right. And your hips are bringing everything forward, which is the exact same way that you throw a Frisbee a long ways. So incorporating that, staying loose, making sure I'm not fucking um, tight, That's that's been the harder thing. And when, I'm, when I am loose, I throw pretty good shots. Sometimes they still go right into trees three quarters of the way down the fairway, but there's not really much you can do about that. Why don't you just go to tech and start – you know, chucking them. I'm up wondering. At the field. Can you go up there yes. to the football field and just? Nobody's patrolling that shit. I used to go up there and do sprints and shit because I thought about back when that. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this thing with all these different things. No, <laughs> but I, that, I'd go up there and I'd run up the stairs and I'd sprint and all that stuff. You know, there's a couple holes at uh, Beckwith that are nice, long, open fairways mm-hmm. that you can practice in. Um, but also having a football field so I can see exactly how far I throw. Right. That'd be something. Make Maybe make notes. This is what my, you know, this is what I need to change or, you know, anything. You I know. need to work on the forehand. That's what I want. I've developed a good backhand turnover, which is when you throw it on an angle like this mm-hmm. and it goes to the right instead of finishing to the left. Sometimes they still come out of it and finish to the left, but they, they fly like this. And then whenever they start to slow down, they go back to the left. It's a cool shot if you can do it. And I've, I've developed that pretty good, but still a forehand is some of these holes. You really need one right out there. I'm trying to win. I know it's weird, it's not but weird. I've gotten to the point now where um, I'm getting decent and I want to win some of these tournaments in the novice division before I'm forced to move up into the next division, mm. which could happen by the end of the year if I play decent. Well, if that's what you want to do. Also, I think that going back to yoga would help. I think so, too. Um, I just want to – also, I want to beat my friends. I want to 
I want to beat Adam. Well, who doesn't want to do that? I, it's so fun to beat them. <laughs> it's okay when they beat me. I'm fine with See, it. See, I get made fun mm-hmm. of for that because I always like to be the strongest. And then, <laughs> but nothing like when I worked the railroad and I was the strongest person on the railroad. That was the best feeling in the whole Oh, I guarantee world. it. Because everybody on the railroad is strong. <laughs> yeah. They got the old man strength. Yeah. <laughs> Walking and carrying a freaking railroad tie 40 feet long on yes. their freaking shoulder. That's the best feeling in the world. I remember picking up 200 pound kegs of fucking uh, of railroad screws. Yeah. Boom. Put them on the back of the truck. People be like, you know. What? You know. What? <laughs> they would tell me not to do it. Like my foreman was like, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. I just go, what are we here for? You know? And then to, to come down, I'd grab 100 pound kegs of, of spikes and just chuck them and you know that was the best feeling you know pretty much most of my strength training now is at work just grabbing pipe and throwing it on my shoulder those things are awesome to do it's kind of like a farmer's walk whenever you do that that i want to start doing those like once i said once i hit those goals i'm starting incorporating some of that other stuff i figure i have until i'm 10 years 55 then i'm gonna have to start backing it down well from everything i've I understand if you don't use it, you lose it. So you continuing to work out and stuff might just, you might just stay the same until decrepitude sets in. Yeah. Eventually, which is going to maybe not in your fifties though. Maybe it's my sixties and seventies. Yeah. But I'm talking about, it's going to keep breaking me down. Like that's just the nature of the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, Jim McMahon, you know, they talk about all the old football players, you know, talk about how he, he had to move to Arizona because of the climate so he could get out of bed. And at the same time, I bet you would tell you some days that's the best feeling in the world because that is those are battle scars. I have earned every bit of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you and it glorious forever. There's things you can do like Yeah, like in the, the old posters in the wrestling room, pain is temporary, pride is forever. Sure. Yeah. It's like the things I used to do on the railroad. Nobody can take that from me. Nobody can take the fact that uh, one of the one of the biggest compliments I ever got was I'm sitting down to eat when I went to another job, and those contractors came into the plant. I was working at the at uh, Dupont, and the foreman from Crosstrek from uh, Crosstrek from um, Trackspec came in and was talking to my new foreman with for the rail switching service and. He was kind of. They were just kind of sitting around smoking cigarettes. He's like, um, "Well, I got to get a piece." He's like, "You took one of my pieces of equipment," and they're like, "What are you talking about? You know, you have to check those in and out. We we make sure that didn't happen." And he kind of chuckled. He said, "No, you took one of my forklifts." He's sitting there eating and <laughs> eating, my, eating his breakfast at that table in there, and he was just and they just and Terry was he was just the the forum was just throwing stuff at him that I used to do. For the railroad, and he just would he would just come in there and say he'd shake his head. He's just like, how did he do those things? And then the things I could do when I first started working at the plant. I know it's I'm talking a lot about this, but this is something that's yeah consumed me now. Like I'm excited about it. So I remember I could still when I first started working at the plant, swing a hammer with one hand and knock a spike in. So I remember there was offices up there, and we were knocking in spikes in the plant. And I started going boom, boom, and people were just like. Looking out the windows, watching what I'm doing. You know, that's the best feeling in the whole. Pretty good feeling. It is, you know. And they're laughing and smiling, and then they come out, and you know, it was like almost like being a minor celebrity. You know, so that was fun. It was like that time I forget how much we put on the squat bar. It was four or five, and everybody just started watching us because you know how they clang. Yeah. Whenever you, and then the bars. Yeah, it's doing that. That kind of felt cool for about ten minutes, and then then it hurts. But the thing about it is that's crazy that we never had a, a true structure. Yeah. We would just we would go up 
that's the thing that I never noticed that we should have realized. We would go up to an obscene amount of weight and then we'd walk it back down and then we keep doing more. That's not a good idea to do. No, that was dumb. Like the thing I do now is, uh, it's a five, three, one. So the first day of each lift is three sets of five. You do your warm, of course, then you do your five for one, five for one. And then your five is a five plus you do as many reps as you can with that five. The next week is three sets of three, 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 three plus do as many as you can do. Then five, three, one. That's your max week. Five, three, one, as many as you can do. And f- is that five sets or reps? Reps. So you do one set of five, one set of three, and then one. And then one okay. set of one. But it's not a set of one. It's a set of however many you can get. So, and you use 90% of your max instead of using, you know, your max as a projection, you use 90% of that max and then a percentage of that max to do these different lifts. I've got it all written down. It's actually really fascinating stuff because it fucking works. It works like fucking crazy. And I didn't think it was going to, but I got so disgusted with it. I was considering hanging it up. I was like, Hey, you're old now. How about you stop <laughs> lifting like a young man and do what he's supposed to tell you to do. And then we'll see where we go. And it's really carried me really far. And now I feel great. But um, with each one of those, you do four sets or five sets of 10 with a, with a, like a 60 to 70%. And that keeps stepping up. And before you know it, man, you're throwing on some shit that you're just like, Jesus, that's fucking, that's a lot of weight. You where'd know, this, where this uh, program come about? It's Jim Wendler. He's a guy I discovered trying to find a good program that I, that would, I, I tried the, the strong lifts. I like it fine. It's but great it, for beginners. It is. But at the same time, five pounds a week is way too much it's five pounds a month on your smaller lifts it's 10 pounds a month on your bigger lifts and even when that starts to, to you know get, get a little bit crazy you're gonna have to start stepping it back some and and set you know pars even lower but you're constantly shifting upwards so hmm. you know leg muscles have gotten like you know you see for the first time in my life I always had chicken legs now i've got those two teardrops when I, I never thought you had chicken legs I well they were proportional well it's just because my back and my chest are so wide and then i had you know and then i never had a butt or anything you ever so seen a, i work with a guy I hope, I hope he listens but i'm not gonna say his name yeah um big 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 belly yeah no ass no no legs yeah his feet are really small yeah, yeah. Like, how's he holding himself <laughs> yeah. up what's going on well, but you ever seen, doesn't apply to this you man. ever seen the big belly guys that you can tell they've done manual labor all the time their shoulders yeah. and back are huge from yeah. doing that shit but they got that big belly you can tell that's a that's a power dude right like there. a guy that um <clears throat> He's in the first season of Stranger Things, Benny. Yes. That's a big, powerful man. Benny could fuck people up. Yeah. Him and, him They're and lucky Hop, they had guns. Hopper with buddies. Can you imagine? Oh, I want to see that prequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I you imagine him and Hopper town. in a bar when somebody tried to try him? You know, somebody from comes out. You'd get the fuck kicked out. I want to see that prequel, them out at the bar. Just want, just an offshoot movie yeah. of a night with Benny and Hopper. Hopper and Benny. Out that show is so good. As soon as you see Benny, you know the type of guy he is. He's just big, kind-hearted guy. He's a big, beautiful, burly man, and they killed him right away. Such a sweet guy. When he, he was too, he loved. He 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 automatically loved Eleven and wanted to take care of her. After scaring her, he didn't mean to scare her, but he's scary. Gave her ice cream. Yeah, he's just he is a big, scary looking dude. Absolutely, he looks a lot like Thor, half Thor Bjorn. He does. But have you seen him lately? He's lost all kinds of weight. Yeah, he's slimmed down. He's down. I think he's, he's down to like three seventy. Well, I think he's down to like he might be about two ninety right now. He's really. I think he's going on with the next phase of his life. He doesn't have to prove anything else. I think he wants to be a maybe a boxer, or maybe he wants to be in. He movies. could be a good boxer. Um, his boxing skills are solid. Like as somebody who 
watches a lot of boxing, but doesn't, I mean, I know how to throw, you know, I can throw an uppercut and a hook. That's pretty much it. If I can catch you with one of those, but I, anything else, I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. But, you know, um, but watching boxing can tell when a guy's got skills. Like yeah. That, I mean, he's watching Tyson, you know, those fucking crisp ass punches. Now, Thor isn't like that, but, but his, his jab is good and he's got a good hook. Eddie that Hall. might be all he needs. Well, <laughs> then he fought Eddie Hall, and Eddie Hall didn't have any boxing skills, but he caught him with a good hook and knocked him down. That shows that Eddie Hall really does have a lot of power. He's extremely powerful. But he doesn't know how to put anything together, and he's just one of those guys that he's always got a puncher's chance. Yeah, he had know, so. what they call winging punches. Let's see if we can find video. Well, that, that fucking shot he caught Thor with was a good fucking shot. And I think, I don't know if that fucking rivalry was made up. It seemed to have some reality to it. It might have. There's some highlights. Uh, yeah, I got some highlights right here on the YouTube. I think this is where Eddie hits him, gets him with that shot. Yep. Yeah, he got him pretty good. Eddie's moving pretty good. Yeah, he, he, he trained. Thor. He trained, but he didn't. Yeah, that that's a actually good combo. He just right. the one two. He's doing the Tyson like Tyson would lean in throw that jab because he's too short. You know, Tyson is shorter than most people he fought. But the difference with Eddie is he's not he's not doing peekaboo. He should have done peekaboo. You just keep your hands up. Don't let him get that extension on you. Yeah, Thor's. I he's, think he's, he's taking boxing, boxing very right. serious. He is. But he's a little late in life to be a good boxer. Yeah, to be a great boxer, but he could be a show. Sure. He could fight big men. You know, He could be on those the undercard of those Logan Paul, Jake Paul things, and yeah. that's a good living. And I think one of the Paul brothers actually challenged him, which they, they have silly. to be in, insane. He would kill them. They might outpoint him. They'd outpoint him, but there's no way he wouldn't lay a shot on him. You know? Yeah, eventually you got to get close enough to hit him. And he would be a good grappler because he's so strong. You know? Yeah, he did catch him with one there, but he's all right. Ready to jump. I mean, it's just the power coming through. I would say at this point, Eddie was. Eddie looks good too, man. He does. He doesn't look terrible. Like physically, he looks like right here. That's good hook right here. Boom! Just a fucking over the top hook, you know. I mean, Eddie made it to round three, and he's still bouncing. He definitely came in. They both came in more conditioned than I thought they were going to. Yeah, it's you know? tough to those that big, dude. Even if you're not a whole lot of fat on you, the you're gas still tank, a base. You're still a base. The the ga- the gas tank to to keep going like that is like there's insane. no there's no fat on a tank. Yeah, but yet it takes a lot of gas to run it. It's the exact same, yeah. And those punches look pretty crisp. I mean, he's not. He's not uh, he's Tyson, Tyson Fury. No, no. Oh man, Tyson Fury is just beautiful. He fights. He kill. He God, kill it's him. insane how big he is and how fa- he moves like a lightweight. He does. It's insane. I wonder why these guys sullied their bodies with all these terrible tattoos. Yeah, they're just- these beautiful men. <laughs> <laughs> well, in order to to do this type of thing, like the, I want to be a, a power lifter, world's strongest man. I gotta be a wild guy Sure That's why the MMA fighters Have like, tattoos all over them. They're just wild people Sure I mean I'm, I'm Seriously getting into Powerlifting at 45 You know well, Really it's 44 So you know, It's not really I'm trying to become A professional disc golfer At 42 That's not There's Technically I can be Think how good you <laughs> could be By 50 Yeah I'll be pretty you good You could be great I'll be pretty good by then I should be able to still Move around and stuff Um Technically, I can enter the open division anytime I want. 
and uh and uh play for money right now we can't win actual money we can only get win gift cards <laughs> in the, the lower divisions All right but anytime i want i can go play on, with the pros and play on the the uh pro level course that they have at each place which is the long tees which i can if i got par on most of the holes i'd be super stoked well, sure on the long tees especially at uh the one at redeemer park up there in south hills it's insane but before I'm done, I, I do want to play in the open division and get my ass spanked a little bit. Well, I mean, I have the <laughs> ultimate goal. Like, the, the long-term goal is to actually be play, play some pros and do well. You know, it's like the ultimate goal I would like to do is able to enter a powerlifting contest and do well in people, you know, and just enter one. My buddy uh, Aaron, different Aaron uh, Strickland, mm-hmm. I think he won a powerlifting contest uh in the, within the last year, sometime, mm-hmm. and he's 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 a short motherfucker. Yeah. He's I think he's five four, five five. He's Jesus. a powerful dude. He's also forty five. Well, yeah, I can show you some pics of him. I'm, I'm I think he's on the sauce. Yeah, maybe. I uh, I know. I mean, I've you know. I mean, I mean, of course, he, he is from to, from around here. Yeah. So, or not from around here, really. He's from the Summersville area. The Summersville area down. I think that he grew up down 129. So, and he was good friends with Nathan and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you guys probably ran into him at some point. Let's see if I can look at his gram. He's pretty jacked. I've seen he's him. Gotta he be on, he's got to be on the test. I hope so. I would be. Sure. The TRT, I don't think, is uh, cheating. I think no. it's. I think it's just, especially the, the way the planet is doing people now. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, definitely. He lives on a farm. Sure. There's uh, videos of him singing. If I can embarrass him, <laughs> that might be fun to do. Just a nice video of him playing guitar and singing. The the one lift I would love to do, like the one I've always done better than everybody, I would love to be able at one point to bend over row five hundred pounds. That'd be that would good. be fucking awesome. Like to be that guy. Like put that up on the gram. Like look at this fucking dude bent over row and five hundred fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, why you have first you have to deadlift it to get it up and then <laughs> well you can put it off the rack and bend over and yeah. shoom, like you know wow five hundred well, i was doing, not, i, was I think i've three, done 225 i was doing three plates at one point yeah 315 so, yeah it's insane and repping it so you know 315 for 10 is 400 over 400 pounds so you know start cracking that nut you know that'll crack your nuts <laughs> Well, 225, I was doing it for an easy 10. So then I stepped it up and was doing, you know, because that's the one lift that, you know, all the other ones I'm like, you know, down, you have to put the maxes beside. So it's like I was doing 10 and then eight and then five. And then for Ben of Roses, 10, 10, 10, you know, still doing 10 reps. So it's one I've always been really great at. Hey, you so. know, it's not fun moving. No, it isn't. They helped my mom move the last couple of days, a little bit last week. It sucks. Yeah, it's not fun. She's moving out of the house that she's lived in most of her life. Like, um, Well, it's sad. It's her dad's house, and she lived in it when she was a little girl, moved out with my dad, and then moved back in when I was five years old, and mm. she's lived there ever since. And we didn't know that she wanted to leave. She wouldn't say anything. She's got that thing that I have where I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Sure. So she wanted to leave because everybody she's ever loved has died there. Oh man. I know. And she told me a month ago, she said, she said, I, I, 
I wake up every morning hoping everybody's going to be around the table waiting on me. And it, I'm sorry, man. It's terrible. So we got her out to a nice house um, up in Belva, a couple of houses down from my brother. And uh, it sucks moving, just hauling things in and out. Well, then I did find my guys, though. I, I went in the attic and I found all my more of my um, action figures. Were they here? Uh, no, I didn't bring them because oh, okay. it was just pieces of them. Right. There's just pieces of them. Um, I found my Batman that went along with uh, the Superman there. Superman. He's uh, I think my dog Muffin must have chewed him up when I was a kid. <laughs> I found my wrestling ring that I played with way too late. I played with that thing till I was at least almost in junior high. Well, I mean, there were I knew girls who were friends of mine who played Barbies into their almost into their 20s. I mean, because it's just, it's a stress. Like, it, okay. Who are you hurting, by the way? It doesn't matter. It, well, exactly. I mean, and just doing a little thing. I mean, it, it helps with stress. It's like, I don't understand people. It's like, I told, like the family guy syndrome, where Lois and Peter are going back and forth, things they like. You're not allowed to like anything. You're not allowed to do it's anything. true. And um, it's like people who, Bill Maher shitting on both Marvel movies, and then he starts shitting on coloring books. Well, this is where we are. Coloring is fun. You know, yeah. I like to color. There's nothing wrong with that. He's just, he, he is always bemoaning the state of American education. And he's right. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that something like coloring is for stupid people. It isn't. It's for, it's, 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 it's something we love to do with children that can release a lot of stress and make you feel better. What is wrong with that? I think Bill Moore is just anti fun. Like, I but, think, he, but yet he smokes weed all the time and all that. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to think anything. That isn't serious is worthwhile. Yet he's a comedian, and that's not serious. Well, he's a comedian in the mold of George Carlin. Like it's no secret that he that he idolized George Carlin. I love George Carlin, but after watching his documentary and all that stuff, and going down that road, and then thinking about that, I'm like, wait a second. Yes, I love the fact that he was so contemptuous of people that I have contempt for. But why have contempt for them? Where is that going to get me? Just shut up and do what you do, and just you know. Turn the shit off. I always thought that was sticking your head in the sand. I really don't think that anymore. I think it's more like there's nothing I can do about this thing. And so therefore, I want to do what I want to do. And if I if people ask me about it, you know, to have a working knowledge of something is fine, but I've got a working knowledge. That's never going away. Yeah. I know what things are. It's worked the same way since <laughs> we were kids. Exactly. It's not going to stop. Exactly. So ask me, and I'm going to always have the same opinion. What do you think about this? I hate it all. It's bullshit, and I don't care. You know, and then yeah. that's not going to change with any kind of candidate. You know, don't get me wrong. The whole despising Donald Trump thing that almost destroyed my life. Yeah, that was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> it there's was, so many it was other, really bad. <laughs> there's so many other people to despise, you know, and they all deserve it. All of them. Everyone, everyone's deserving of our ire. But at the same time, like I said, turning 45, I have little time. That's not true. I have time. But those things start to stack up. You're like, hey, man, this, you know, we are running a little bit lower on time, you know, and it's time to start finding out what you love as opposed to what you hate. So find the things you love and do those, you know, so reading all the things I like to do, you know, so that's, yeah. And also talking about the things you love, unless the thing that you hate, you can make it funny or something like that. Well, I'm able to laugh at a lot of the things now and I've noticed that and I'm much happier. Um, 
I still despise Donald Trump and his ilk. I think that they're garbage human beings. I think that I, I think that they are a, a keystone and a cornerstone in the destruction of the, of the American government. But the people who are in office and all the people in, in, in with a few notable exceptions, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Katie Porter, people I do like, you know, who try to hold these people to account and hold them to task. Any, but all, all the other people, this is a direct result of you doing the shit that you do. This motherfucker is in the running because of what you do. You know, you have to take responsibility for that. I don't want to think about it anymore. I know what it is. And you trying to say, well, he's he's the reason. No, he's a symptom. He's a symptom of what you fuckers have been doing for decades. Fucking people over, making sure they're not educated, uh, stealing all the shit from them, trying to regulate them into the fucking ground, which regulations, I believe, are good sometimes. But at the same time, regulating everything where you can't even fucking live. That's one of the reasons why West Virginia is now exploding, because we don't have regulations here. You know, I think that the mind should, should though. That's, that's one thing that should be regulated. But I'm saying that, you know, I'm really starting to live like a powerlifting hobbit. Love the simple things in life, you know. That's there, all there is. Exactly. And I love to do those things. I have my little cave where I go and do my things. I I and go, that's okay. I go work and a lot of people take their work home with them. I don't think about it not even half a second after I leave. No. I come home. I either play guitar. Sometimes I'll go out and play a little bit of disc golf after I'm done. With work, sometimes I uh, just like this week. I pretty much came home, watched whatever disc golf content was ready for me, and then I'd watch Stranger Things. I restarted over, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's better than most things. Not that worrying about things, doom scrolling Twitter and Facebook. For yeah, the, I'm still doing that a little bit. I do it a little bit, but I'm finding myself more tuning out of. I'm I'm finding myself t- tuning into more. The algorithm is working for me. Because now things pop up that I'm like powerlifting pops up a lot, and you know, you know, strength sports and all that stuff, and things I like, you know, and I and I have less contempt for CrossFitters now. I still don't like what they do, and I think it's a cult. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm less like, well, these people. I mean, especially there's one girl. She's like, she's a phenom. She was 16 when she qualified for the fucking big show. For the big show. Well, I mean, but now she's 18 and she's a phenom and she's great. And I have such respect for her. Name's, is the big show. Her name's Mal O'Brien. And she's got this kid face and she's jacked. You know, she's like CrossFit or girl jacked. You know, she's not super big or anything. Probably on some minor PED. But that's become a moot point at this, at oh, this she's point. She's adorbs. And she's great. She works, she works so hard and she's really good at it. And I, and I admire her a lot. Um, I like Tia Claire Toomey. I like, you know, I like all the girls who do CrossFit. They're really good. I like the guys, but the guys, the guys are definitely a little bit more um, aggro and, you know, uh, you know, all the things that come with the shit like that. Powerlifting guys aren't like that. Like uh, the powerlifting community in general are everybody's there to help everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, I want to make, I want to make you great at this. It's, and I don't care if you're better than me because that's awesome. Good for you. You know, it's uh, the same thing with disc golf. If you if um, <clears throat> you're on the course and somebody's behind you and they and they're coming up to play and they see you throw and they're like, hey, uh, if you uh, turn your foot in instead of out or what, they'll give you a little pointers sure. and, and everything. If you're playing uh, in a tournament on a card with people you don't know, everybody roots for each other. Sure. Now, That's secretly right. inside, they might not be. 
because they want to win the win the card. I think but, that I think that's a normal thing, though. You still want to be the best at something, but you ha- you can be two things at once. You can root for them and hope they do their best while still hoping your best is better than their theirs. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And if they do surpass you, though, take it with a good humor. Yeah, you know it's. Like ah, you know, you beat me, but that's a good thing because I'm going to try try harder to do better my next time to beat you again. Strongman's a lot like that too. Mm-hmm. They're very much for each other. You know, they're very. They all seem like on. buddies. Yeah, yeah. They all go out and eat copious amounts of food. And have you ever seen the picture? Regular people with a bodybuilder, bodybuilders with strongmen. No, <laughs> dude. Regular people with bodybuilders, of course, the bodybuilders are huge hulking guys, and they're you know uh, so much taller and everything else. And then and then it shows them with a strongman, and they're tiny. Like they're. Let me see if I can find it. It should be, you know, it's, it's it should be. It's one of those images that's like really stark and like, you know, very kind of crazy when you look at it. It's hard to find. But did just bodybuilders with strongman. I looked at the bodybuilder strongman difference, and there's nothing there. I mean, there's pictures. There's a picture of Jay Cutler standing with uh, Robert Oberst and uh, Savickas and um, a couple of those guys. Those guys, I mean, I wouldn't have no chance at strongman because those guys are just so gigantic. I'm, you know, I'm a big guy and everything, but I'm big. Well, it's just like this picture here with uh, Brian Shaw. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then you have, uh, I think that's Savickas on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, these guys are absolutely enormous. Like they're all six 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 seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm five nine. <laughs> There's no way I could compete. Even the small ones are six feet tall. Like Gary Taylor looked tiny, but but he was six feet tall. Um, there was a guy from uh, I think Scott named Forbes Cowan. I think he was five ten, um, and he did great. But in the in the events where you need a little bit of height, he didn't do so good. You know, here's an article from 2019 power build power lifting versus bodybuilding. What's the difference <clears throat> when it comes to resistance training? Most people are, are unaware of the differences that go along with the variety of approaches we have to training. for the past couple of weeks. We have been regularly trying to give our readers valuable information that also follows a specific specific structure. If you manage reads through it, then you can answer this question yourself. But for everyone else, we will analyze the two different approaches. Those are namely powerlifting versus the bodybuilding approach. It would be worth noting that you shouldn't be biased by one approach, but rather experiment with many of them. Now, uh, that leads to a video that they want me to watch. Well, I mean, I can break that one down. Just very simple. You know, bodybuilding is reps and trying to form a muscle and all those things. It's also also a major part of, you know, diet, cardio, all those things that nobody likes to fucking do. Strongman and powerlifting and shit like that, which are melded in, in some you know it's just people like to get around and, and lift heavy things and you know and be strong there's nothing there's no better feeling in the world than having the strength to pick something up you know and there's no better in the feeling in the world on top of that than when other people can't pick things up and you go along and pick it up yeah i mean that's like <laughs> that's why it's nice to have a woman around that can't get a jar open so you just come in, come yeah, strutting in. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah, that's the general principle. You have entrance music for, for jar opening. Come strutting in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my phone. And now, <laughs> Bruce Buffer. Yeah. Um, well, that'd be a good sketch. It would. That would be a really good sketch. <laughs> Trying to open a pickle jar. But then you could have the reverse sketch where you can't get it, and then the woman comes in and. And then, boom, 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 
I've seen Ric Flair working out lately, man. He's getting better. I mean, he's feeling his age. I think he's going to have another match, though, which I think is that's cray cray. That's not good. Um, No, it's like my folks. They have these big giant rocking chairs, Mm -hmm. and they had to set them off the porch for something, and then they. Mom was just like, "Well, you put those chairs back on the porch for us." I'm like, "Sure," and I go out and pick them up and put them on there. And I come walk back in there. It's just like, "Were you going to do it?" I says, "It's done." She's like, "That was ten seconds." It's like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "That would have taken us ten minutes per chair," <laughs> you know. And they're older folks and everything, but you know, that's just what are they late sixties by now, early seventies too. Yeah, my mom turned seventy three this week. You know, the boomers are really they're booming. And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, you know, different jobs when you're the strongest, you know, sometimes it does, it works against you. Like when I worked at that foundry up in Ohio and I had to come flip over steel boxes when they couldn't get the forklift in because I mean, not the forklift would have trouble with it, but they just, they needed to move it or something like that. We need it done now and the forklifts all the way at the other end of the plant or it's too narrow and it was literally sin chuck down here. (laughs) <laughs> like, people think that's bullshit it's not bullshit no, i don't think i mean it's like because i've been in that situation right too. yeah i've been there yeah i mean it would be like uh on the day uh it's like what's chuck doing right now world war between heats where i would be chipping he's like send me down here we got a box i think i'm in there and flip it over i mean thanks you know and they <laughs> chuckle and you know it's like there's five men standing here with between the five of you could you have not have lifted could you, it? You could have done it. Right. But then you get those older guys who are at the job, and they don't feel like doing that shit anymore. Yeah, and this is a union job. Fuck you. Uh, actually, that wasn't. No. So. You want to do favorite things? I think we got a lot to, to go on here. Sure. Get busy favoriting or get fi- busy dying. You taking a break? No, I got to see Semen. Okay. Fuck Favorite thing. We're doing it. Um, well, the aforementioned powerlifting, the fact that I'm, you know, have really started to hit the numbers, and um, it's just the best feeling in the whole world. Like stacking on the the plates and being like, man, that was that would have been a struggle six months ago. Now I'm doing that for reps, you know, and yeah. um, you know, the the pain that comes along with it. Uh, I mean, it's. I've noticed as being a more advanced age, it is a thing. Like, uh, especially after deadlift day, like it's, I'll get a tweak and be like, oh, <laughs> that could be something major, but it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. So, um, it's a good kind of pain. It is. Um, it's that accomplishment pain, but, um, well, we've already gone into that, uh, ad nauseum. So, uh, the next thing, uh, reading, I've read so many books, um, I am on the third book of. Are these books leather bound? Well, they're hardback. Leather bound books are extremely expensive. Mm. I used to have a leather bound copy of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Complete, That's pretty cool. Complete Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it's. I mean, everybody everybody had a copy of that. Like I remember everybody having a copy. I can't find my copy now. I think but, the government gave them to you if your parents got laid off. 
Just like the cheese. Probably. The powdered milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Powdered eggs. Gross. The cheese was good, though, bro. Cheese was good. And the big the peanut butter was good as well. Peanut butter was good. Just had to stir it up. It's fine. The bologna was good. Bologna was great. Fucking fried bologna with Fuck yes, inch and a half. Th- oh, shit. I'm so, I'm so fucking hungry. But anyway, um, I'm on the third book of the Death Gate Cycle, which... Um, it might be my favorite book, and it's no coincidence that it, because it's it's my favorite book because it's so fucked up. Like all the, like they went to in the first. You remember the one? It's the two groups of sorcerers who, you know, that one of them had the tattoos, and the other one sang and danced and yeah, you did their music, it. and it's all the probability magic. Well, this one they're in the world of stones called Abarak, and. The Sartan, who were the ones who put the tattooed people, the patrons, in the labyrinth, are on this world still. They're the only ones left alive. Because all the other races, humans, elves, and dwarves died because it's such an awful place with fume and heat and all this shit. Their magic kept them alive. But their magic has been doing that for so long that now their magic has started to fade. And they and they also do this thing where they're using uh, necromancy, where they bring the dead back to life to do all their fighting menial tasks, all this shit. And this is a group of people who that's, that was an abomination. It was something that they wouldn't do. So seeing Alfred, who's this Sartan, who's like they were seeing this and he's absolutely just horrified, does not cover it. You know, he's, he gets mad and tells him that, you know, this, this, you know, it's really very grim. It's very, you know, um, yeah, I, I love it. I love the book. I'm halfway through it. And I just started reading it today, so uh, I've already got the others to read. I'm just lacking the last one. So um, let's see. And you're all getting these all from thrift books. Thrift books. Yes. Um, Not a sponsor, but we're shouting shit, them out anyway. God, I wish. I mean, I, I earned enough for a free book. Um, nice. I, I decided to read all the the uh, big fantasies. I've read Lord of the Rings before, so it's going to be last, but I am going to reread it. I you know, started with Earthsea. I'm done with it. Now I'm going to do the Pride Day next, which are the Book of Three, the Black Cauldron, which they made a shitty Disney movie of. Um, it's a you know an epic fantasy by um, I can't remember who um, Lloyd Alexander. He's the one who wrote it. Lloyd um, Alexander. Um, it's going. It, I I have liked the first book when I read it. Um, now the fact that I'm actually buying books though I burn through them because I really love reading a book on Kindle it's just not the same you're not, you're not devouring it like yeah you know, it's um, not the same it's it's visceral and just seeing the pages pile up and that just keeps urging you on to keep reading and then to go to the next one feeling of completion um I read a book called The Waterborn by J Gregory Keys which is a great fucking book it's all gods and ghosts and you know it's um, I really love it fantasy is just my absolute favorite thing um I tried to pick up. Uh, I was surprised about. Tried to pick up a Dan Simmons book called Black Hills. It's about a Native American guy going to blow up the uh, Mount Rushmore. Um, I really liked the book when I first read it, but I think my mindset is different than that now. I can't deal with. I don't want to deal with things that I know are going to be awful and terrible. It's different if it's in, in a fantasy world where there is no parallel for our world. You know, it's, it's, it's an escape. This just drives home awful things about this country and things I don't like, you know? So I found myself, I don't want to read this and I put it down. Um, fantasy is a good escape for me right now. Um, stranger things. Uh, <laughs> talk about escapes, talk about things that are great. Talk about things. Now, as I said, 
I don't think I like it as much as past seasons because I think this is just my take on it. There is a loss of intimacy, but uh, also everybody's spread out in this one. There's that. Like, don't get me wrong. I still love it as much as I've loved the anything. Co- the come together. It's going to be great. It's going to be so when good. Hopper gets back, when Hopper and 11 see each other again, it's going to be, I started when, bawling. When, oh, when Joyce and Hopper, yeah. got, I, I, the way they set that music up was perfect. And then the way that, and they didn't know what to do at first. And then they, Dude, it was. I really, I, I cried very hard. Here's um, the power of Stranger Things. Um, Kate Bush's song, which is what Max listens yes. to, it's number one on the charts again. I saw that. I mean, that's I'm insane. Good for and, you can, and you can barely hear it. Right. You can just hear the the beat bump bumping through there. You can barely hear the song playing. Well, when she's running, and yeah. trying to, dude, I cried at that. Like, and all the things are flashing through her head. Like all her friends who love her and all that stuff. That hit me. Like I cried. I sat there and cried about that. Um, the 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 thing with uh, Jonathan and Argyle and Mike is comedy. They yeah. are balancing that comedy. It's even almost like a sitcom. You know the the, the Argyle rules. He's. <laughs> I think he might be a native guy. He looks like he, he might be he, native. He looks like he could be native. Um, Who's playing him? I can look. That he up. might. He might be a, like a you know a, a Mexican Native American, but. Um, they're great. Like I, I like the fact they got back up with Susie and are doing all that stuff with her. I like when they were discussing the internet and nobody knows what the fuck the internet is yeah. except Susie. They're like, "What's the internet?" <laughs> like, like, oh my god, guys! If the world had gone down that path and just stayed away from the internet, things would have been so much better. Um, be a lot different. They'd be different, and I think there would be things that would be uh, worse. But at the same time, I think the world would be a better place. Um, I think all the hatred and, uh, just, you know, one upsmanship and all that shit would go away. Um, I think, I, I think it has turned on, it has turned world narcissism up to a million, um, including my own and other things. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's it's unfair to judge people who take pictures of themselves and that stuff all the time. That's what the medium is. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we're in. Now, I took one picture of myself for my birthday and I put it up. Other than that, I do not anymore. I just don't want to do it. So, Look what Mister Wheeler looks like whenever he's not Mister Wheelered up, pleasant, <laughs> yeah, handsome, pleasant yeah. guy. <laughs> he looks like he could be somebody in a like a fucking uh, you know a what do you call it uh, stocks and you know, yeah, he looks uh, like a stockbroker yeah um i love the fact that he's still clueless about everything yeah just <laughs> just completely <laughs> checked out um I, I wish they would involve uh uh mike and nancy's mom more i think she will be involved i think the second half i think they involved them a it's lot setting it up. it's setting it up in season two they involved them a lot yeah they did they got really worried about all the things happening and they were there at the scene at the end of season one i think right and they seem to be getting more involved in this one. Um, I think that we're going to have a uh, coming out of um, Will. Yeah, that's pretty obvious that he has the crush on. Um, but that's okay, Mike. And that's fun to. That is actually done skillfully and deftly. Yeah. That, sometimes it's really not. This time it is, and I love it. I love the fact that they're going to have, and also Robin. By the way, Maya Hawk fucking kills it. She I rules. love her. I love her. <laughs> I think her face. But my favorite thing she did is not in the show yet. It's in fucking uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where uh, they're like, well, you know, we left the car back down there. And she's like, oh, right. And she goes and gets the car and drives the fuck off and leaves those idiots there. His um, name's Eduardo Franco. Uh, well, Jakina Carr is in it. He, uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, he was a guy in with Hopper. 
Yeah, he's uh, uh, the man uh, the face, from face. the faceless man. Yeah, um, he did great. It's a it's a great role for him. Um, the, one of the things that made me cry, and this is crazy, is when Hopper escaped that first time and he opened up the thing and there were blue jeans and then there was a peanut butter and he tasted it. And he's oh, like, yeah. oh oh yeah, you know, and it's just like, but it was not in a comedic kind of way. It was comedic, but at the same time, it was, and he he started crying. Yeah, because it's a taste of home, and he misses it, and that's start eating it with his hands. So, yeah, they're so they're they're able. To, I don't know how the Duffer Brothers are able to drive those things home with like that. It's an iconic. Like I've talked about, um, you know, with uh, my favorite history writer, um, shit, she wrote uh, Guns of August. Uh, I can't remember her name. Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> start me on that. Um, no, but she's she's great, and she. Um, she has an economy of words. They have an economy of vision. Like they're just able to get drive something home right now and set a mode for a character. They were able to make in one second, they were able to make um, Papa sympathetic in the yep. first part of the show. Yep. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Whenever, you know, I don't, I don't want to spill too much well, for people that people haven't watched listen, it yet. Cause you know, I know but, Adam hasn't watched it yet. Right. Um, put a spoiler, spoiler alert um, and put it on the description. He walks in. I think he's seen this episode. He's seen at least the first episode. Yeah. Um, the very first scene, they had to put a warning before because the uh, school shooting just happened. And it was good that they did that because yeah. it was very, it was. I got a problem with that type of thing. It was extreme. Um, it was, and just a few days after that. But uh, well, we keep having them. Have you noticed this? Yeah. They keep happening. So the, the it makes it look like L killed everybody in that building. Right. And we think. That she killed everybody in that building. It's a little right. bit more complicated. At, right. You learn later. But it makes it look like Elle's not as good as we think she is. And it also makes him look like he was maybe justified in how yeah. harshly he treated her and all that stuff. Yeah, he she's wasn't. a weapon. He wasn't. No. But at the same time, um, he's a very touchy character. Like, I think that's a, um, a very touch and go thing with him. I still um, don't know how to feel about him. I don't either. Like, I think that he's wanting to help. But at the same time, he at first didn't want to help, and he was in it for whatever he was in it for, maybe the advancement of humans. I would like to see those characters um, from season two, or was it season three? Season two, where Elle escaped. I would like to see them make a reappearance and help maybe fight I'm Vecna. I'm forgetting who the, the Indian girl. They were in the van, and she oh, had the yeah, power yeah, yeah. to make. Pe- the one of them had superhuman strength. That was the other guy. He was like, they were all mutants of a type, like. Stranger Things is steep in X, steeped in X Men. If you, it is yeah. steeped in X Men. You have Cerebro. You've got all kinds of shit. It's got all kinds of that shit. They had a pack of mutants in season two. Kai Green, who's a professional bodybuilder, was he? He's so big he looks fat. Oh, was that Kai Green? Yes. Oh shit. Um, and he's he was just this. He had superhuman strength, you know. So uh, that was awesome. I can't believe you know who Kai Green is. Yeah, I know he is. Um, he was uh, he was the was Predator. Like- I think he was on Rogan once. He seems to be an all right guy. Phil Heath seems to be kind of a dickhead. Um, but uh, now, I don't know that the ever everybody else in that group has some sort of a mutant power. I think they all did. It only really shows the one that can make things sort of does augmented reality on people. Sure, but I, I do think that Kai Green's character had superhuman strength. I think they demonstrated that to a small degree. I think. If I'm not, if I'm remembering I it think correctly, I, they wouldn't just have this girl in this episode in one or two episodes, right. really. 
but people talk shit about back. that. People talk shit about that. Like I hated that. Like fuck you. I so, didn't like that episode. <laughs> I liked it. I thought but, it was fun. Well, yeah, it was fine. I like. I minute. thought it was fun. I didn't love that episode. Like I like me was. I like that episode just fine. Sure, but. Whenever they bring them back in season five, which is what's going to happen, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Then you're gonna be like, everything makes sense. Yeah, they didn't. They're do so one fucking good at that thing in this entire thing, this entire convoluted bullshit of a story. Right, that didn't make sense because I know they're gonna do it. Well, I don't know if I like the fact. Okay, I'm just gonna go on record. I don't know if I like the fact that John, that uh, Nancy and Steve seem to be getting back together. I don't know if I like that. I like Jonathan. I'm a Jonathan. Bring, I'm, I'm Teen Jonathan. That's gonna that's gonna be a little bit of a rekindle thing. But I think they're. I think uh, whenever Nancy sees Jonathan again for the uh, the big finale, whenever that happens at the end of the season, that's why they're keeping them from kissing and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a big one. Right. Might even fuck right there on the screen. That might be why they got thirty million dollars an episode. <laughs> And they're putting it to use. You could tell between season one and two. Season one looked amazing. It was but, like I said, it's more intimate. Yeah, more intimate. But yeah. it's still even the upside down stuff looked amazing. Mm-hmm. The the doors that you had to go through to get to the upside right. down were all gooey and fucky and shit. Yeah, yeah. And that looked really good. Yeah. Season two, the very first thing you see, one of the very first things you see is the uh, whatever the the hive mind thing up mm-hmm. in the sky trying to murder will this right. poor kid spent two years I know, being man. murdered by underworld monsters I from the dark he, realm i think that he had one of the best arcs too because now he seems to be free of it he seems his life seems to be going pretty well other than the fact that he's definitely trying to come out in the 80s and he's got the confidence of somebody who survived two straight years of trying to be murdered by underworld monsters right so i think he's and he's big now He's big. He looks like he might be jacked. Who hey, will? Yeah, Will's really? pretty big now. Yeah, I didn't notice. He's a big. He's grown up. He still looks like a. I mean, he looks like a bigger kid to me. But I wish he would have. By the way, I like the fact that Eleven smacked that girl in that face with that fucking roller skate. Dude deserved every bit of it. Uh, I think it's in the first episode. Whenever um, they they knock her diarrhea over her diorama into yeah. one of the ground, stomp on it and shit. And she's on the ground, and she gets up and tries to do her force thing, yeah. and it doesn't work. Yeah. I almost started crying there. I was like, fuck, that's fucking embarrassing, dude. I know, That right? is so that's embarrassing. so bad for her. And here's one thing I really love, how over the top the bullying is. Even the adults it's 80s are bullying. in on it. It's 80s bullying. That's, that's why you... Uh, I've heard people complaining about that. This You have to remember, this is a show set in the 80s that is also supposed to have elements of 80s movies. Like the bullying was that over the top in the eighties movie. I've said even I've gone, the adults are in on it. I, yeah, I've said that it is like a Oscar winning canon movie. That's what this. That's what Stranger Things is. Um, it's it's the best. It's it's um, Ozark. Start watching Ozark. You're gonna love it. You're only two episodes in. Already do. Loved it. Loved it. Two seconds in. Everybody's great. Laura Linney, I despised her at the beginning. She's I awful. Don't, I don't know. But she's so good. Well, I mean, I don't know if her character gets any more likable. I mean, uh, it'd be hard to be any more likable because she's she's really a bad person. Like I think so. Um, I, I I wanted to hear something from his side why he did it. He didn't do anything. He he was a good husband. You know, it's just that's inexcusable. So. Um, well, in the, in the, I haven't watched the first season since it came out. Like she was cheating on him, right? Yes. Mm, that's not good. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, and she then he called her on it, and then she she just said, "People sleep with other people. It happens." I was just like, "It shouldn't." He was of- he was faithful to you for twenty fucking years. You know, it's yeah. He's, he's Jason Bateman. He's a piece of ass. 
He's, he's a very man. he's a handsome guy. Yeah. And he's made all that money and all that shit and you know, a good father loved his he's kids. A fucking genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um Eastside Morales is perfectly cast. He's the guy who played the 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 Colombian drug lord or the yeah. Mexican cartel guy. He's fucking great. Um I like the fact I mean it's just the the show's great. The production's perfect. I've just gotten into that hillbilly family where he just marches right in there and he said, I'm betting you're not murderers and he goes after him. Yep. That was fucking brilliant. Like they could have killed him, but then he laid out his case and he knew exactly what he was doing. He is a chess player. Everything is fucking considered, even when he's not considering something. Like the 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 thing where he got Isai Morales to not kill him was on the spot. He came up with something. He's like, "This will keep me alive long enough for I for I can do something to make this better." Um, loved it. You've said you've seen two eps. Yes, two. Um, has there been a lot of Ruth in the first two. Eps? No, Ruth has, get has just started. Yeah, she stole the shit from their room. Yeah, and she was. She's definitely a character. I don't know shit about fuck. But yeah, you're gonna <laughs> like Ruth. She's um, every every uh, kind of all valley girl you've ever met, except for smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, well, I mean. Uh, the Deathgate cycle. I was again. I keep I, I, my my memory is so bad. I was going to bring the first book up and let you see it because it has music and shit in the back of it. And it's just cool. Um, yeah, Jamo wants it too. He could actually play the music. Yeah, that's why he I can was, read the. Uh, that's why I was thinking. There's music in the back of almost every one of those books. It's pretty cool. They write music and and they write like descriptions of the, the magic and how it works and it works differently. Like those two graces of magic users are so different. Like the the, the patrons uh, magic works from the outside in hmm. and the sartans work from the inside out. And so the patrons can't do things like fly and things like that because the sartan are very airy and like, you know, kind of like hippy dippy type, you know what I mean? They're, they'd be hippies in our world. The patrons are very almost CEO type. They're fucking almost psych- sociopaths. That's what their race was like before they were put in the labyrinth. They had to lear- learn how to work together and, you know, all those things. So in a sense, the certain what the certain originally meant for them to for the labyrinth to, to happen with them happened. They wanted them to not be so selfish and so cruel and all that stuff. They're not selfish anymore, and they're not necessarily cruel because they had so much cruel direct cruelty directed at them from the labyrinth, which it really it didn't start that way. Story goes, the certain threw them in the labyrinth after they got into this fight, sundered the world, sent them you know and sealed them back in there, and the labyrinth was eventually supposed to be like a. Life was supposed to be difficult, but it wasn't supposed to be dangerous. It was, you know, it was a puzzle to figure out so you get out that you had to work together. Well, when the Sartan went to sleep, the labyrinth took on a life of its own. And now its only thing is to keep these people from getting out. Hmm. So it creates all kinds of awful monsters. And, you know, the, the, the dragon, when they finally describe it, doesn't. It, it's the most horrid description of a dragon I've ever heard. It had spider's eyes and legs growing out of it and all kinds of shit. It's something out of fucking Stranger Things, and it's awful. I mean, I love that every every monster they've had in Stranger Things so far has been out of straight out of D anD. d It has. It's at least comparable, and they name it out after something. Yeah, I mean, that was it is the fucking best. Um, the next book, uh, at the end of it, they all get cast back in the labyrinth and have to start at the first gate. Like I said, it took them cent like. Well, over centuries, it took probably almost a thousand years for them to work their way from the first gate to get out. And that's generations of patrons, like basically like dying and tossing their kids to other people like, get them out of here. And then and then they Haplo has to start back at gate one. <laughs> so it's like, 
yeah, it's rough, but it, it's fucking cool, man. You know what that it's, reminds me of what? Uh, you know who um, Francis Ngannou is, the big UFC yes. heavyweight. He kept escaping his home country and going to, I believe, Spain. I think Spain. Might and they be, kept taking him, making him go home. And they kept grabbing him and putting him in the middle of a desert, hoping he would die. And he kept getting out Jesus. and going back. He said this happened eight, seven or eight times over two years. What an amazing story. He's fucking, he's, uh, he's, uh, the, the, the Conan. Yeah. He's Conan the fucking barbarian. Yeah, he, he, is. he used to live, he used to, uh, work in a sand mine. And I can just picture him at the bottom of a, a pit shoveling sand, which is some of the hardest shit to shovel. Yeah. A lot like Conan it's fucking heavy. turning the wheel yeah. at the beginning. Right. It's like that. That's an amazing origin story. I hope somebody does a good movie about it. I don't want to see, uh, one of some of these cheaply produced biopics oh fucking terrible end up on lifetime or whatever <laughs> i don't want the, the fantasia barino story when yeah. she was like who the fuck cares? what are we doing <laughs> why her she, 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 she she's in the united states the best poor people in the world no I'm kidding. Yeah. It's, it, it is we her, do have the best poor like, people um our poor people rule our poor, poor people are fat that's how great it is here in America. Yeah, but they're at, but they're actually starving at the same time. Like the stuff they eat has no nutrition. Have you gotten in line behind somebody and they obviously don't know how to eat? It's painful to watch. It used to be me. Me too. And I was never aware how bad it actually was. I was, but at the same time, once you open that fucking let that genie out of the bottle, you have to deal with it every time you eat something. Now mm-hmm. that's a lot of sodium. That's a lot of sugar. All that shit. So um, that's why I'm I'm pretty much. Last few weeks, I've been doing steaks or some sort of pork. Yeah. And sauteing onions and mushrooms. And that's been what I eat. I've been. I got I'm, broccoli this week. I got tired of onions and mushrooms. I'm eating Stouffer's, like the, the microwave meat. I mean, they're packed with protein and protein shakes. I don't really eat great. I've heard those devour ones are good. The frozen I, actually, I've, I've tried one of those. They're not bad. You just have to salt them some. Um, let's see other favorite things. Oh, I tried to reincorporate baked potatoes last week. Oh, the best. A, oh it's so good. But yeah. I would immediately fall asleep after. <laughs> of course. Because I, I was getting big baked potatoes too. Right. And I was like, well, if I'm going to get a potato, might as well go at it. Right. Um, I think that was it for favorite things. I, it was a few. Obviously, mine is Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. The um, We talked about it before we started recording. Whenever uh, Nat, not, her name is Natalie, but it's uh, Mike's sister. Nancy. Nancy. I think her name, actual name is Natalie, but whenever the first time she goes in the upside down, I remember they mentioned it in the new season. Uh, like, oh, you see the, all these things on the ground? Like, if you step on them, everything here knows for some reason. Uh, we don't know. Just don't step on them. Right. Don't touch them. And then it shows Nancy sneaking up on a Demogorgon. She doesn't know what it is in the first season, the first time she's in the upside down, and it's been overeating that deer that it mm. dragged back in there. That was terrifying. Yeah. And, and then she steps on one of those vines or limbs or whatever it is, and it just automatically knows and turns around. I love that they... Dude, they're so aware of everything. It's so good. Yeah. And as soon as you see anybody, you kind of know who they are right off the bat. You kind of... At least know what their value. As soon as you saw Argyle this season, right. this dude rules. Yeah. This dude parties. <laughs> he might not be worth a shit in a fight, but we're going to have a good time. As soon as you see Eddie. Got high with the Mormon girl. <laughs> hey, they're already making Hellfire Club shirts I'm on T Public. Yeah. You can get the uh, baseball sh- shirt, style nice. shirt with the black. It'll look exactly like the one they, they're wearing. Um, I love that they're incorporating 
uh, Satanic Panic. That's just like we went through. God, that fucking basketball kid. I hate him. I hate him as much as you fucking hate Ed Helms. I can't fucking stand him. Oh, you don't like the actor? No. Or just the character? No, no. I know you hate Ed Helms, the actor. I'm saying the character is so fucking despicable. I can't stand him. Also, he's got a little bit of righteous indignation there at the beginning. Yes. I fucking hate it. (laughs) He's kind of right, but obviously accusing... I mean, he disappeared too. Eddie disappeared too. Whenever the big thing happened, right? But um, I can see why everybody. I mean, he, she was in his house. And That's all this true, stuff. but I mean, yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, those those circumstances would create something along those lines, and, and obviously, but it's the whole. Uh, it's like watching fucking Paradise Lost all over again, and having, and having to at the same time sympathize with these people losing their children in the most horrific fashion. And then at the same time, just being like, you're so fucking stupid, you know, it's like, that's not, that's not real. I always say the, um, what happened to them could have been any of us. Yes. Cause we're all weirdos. Uh, that weird, that Underwood kid's weird. He goes in his backyard and plays guitar for no reason or, Whatever it was I was doing. Dude, me, I I fucking... You probably had it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing a mask. I love it. Well, Should have got a luchador mask. I was a little little kid. Still should have got a luchador mask. You thought I was wearing that in high school? I thought it might have been up to like middle. No. Okay. It's not that weird. Never mind. I used to do weird stuff too. I I know, but I mean... I used to only wear Superman underoos and shirts. There's nothing weird with that. That's just a little kid. But no pants. You're really Donald Duckin'. <laughs> Superman underoos, Superman shirt. I would try to jump out of the window in a, of a moving car because I thought I could fly. Well, I mean, that's 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 extreme. <laughs> I would try. I mean, mine was... They would let me hang out like a dog out of the window. That was the God, 80s, dude. They didn't give a fuck. Fucking I 80s. I would hang out the window like this. <laughs> um, I just... Mine was like, like I said, to be invisible or, you know thinking people couldn't see me and hoping they couldn't see me. Yeah, I stand very still. It was essentially like I become invisible. But everybody could and then they I move so slowly. Cannot be picked up. Family members would make fun of me. Yeah. Not my immediate family. They my brother was embarrassed by it, but um My brother was embarrassed by my dad's big woody station wagon. I loved it. I thought it ruled. (laughs) I think it rules now. And I think it'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to get a woody uh Subaru. Fuck yes. Just with the wood paneling on the side. I'd love to get a, a fucking Wagoneer, but they're $100,000. <laughs> I really stepped up. I saw them driving down the road the other day. I don't know if I like it. It was too much. I was like, this is this is not what this is supposed to be. I do like the new Broncos. I, they're they're very... Uh, I don't I don't like them. I think they're very Jeep Renegade. My brother has a Jeep now. It's pretty cool. Um. Anyway, favorite things. Um. Stranger Things, of course. Um, went back and started Stranger Things from the beginning. I think I'll probably do that tonight. It's, I mean, that first scene, first of all, after the intro scene, because they do it, do a little cold open at the beginning of right. every episode. The whoop, whoop, that fucking thing, yeah. And then after, after the opening credits and all that, the first thing you see, actually, this might be the first thing you see, is... Just like in Star Wars, it comes down from the sky. Every episode starts this way. If you'll notice, it, the I camera pans notice that the camera pans down from the sky yeah. onto, onto what's happening. Right, it panned down from the sky into the house and into the boys downstairs playing D and D. Yeah, 
having a great time. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. And going back and watching it, I bet it's weird because now they look like babies. Yeah, they look like little, tiny, cute little babies. Let's talk about that. They uh, Netflix or whoever did their special effects did a better job de-aging Eleven than Disney has ever done de-aging anyone. Disney is... They need to get the fucking nerds on the internet that are doing the deep fakes. Yeah, they really need them. Uh, they real, they're they're fucking awesome. They're they're so good at it. Um, the one on Netflix with for the Irishman was terrible. Um, the deep fake on that on the internet was great. Like it looked yeah. really cool. Um, I don't know. It's uh, oh the new Obi Wan show is pretty good. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> I do not like it. It's fine. And fucking all. There is a lot of controversy over one actress. It's just the black lady's yes. fine. I have no problem with. No, I think she's awful. I don't. But it's not. She's pretty hot. She's pretty, and I think with other she's I'm, with other subject matter, I think she would be good. I just don't think it's, this is her thing, and I, I don't think she's good. I think at a it. lot of the thing people this is supposed to be about Obi Wan, and it's not really about him at all. Have you watched all of it? Have you? Seen I've it? watched the first two episodes. That's all I could get through. Like I'm, I'm like the dot. This is just you it, might want to watch it, the third episode. Well, I know Darth Vader's in it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'll just look at the the clip tonight because I don't really want to watch. He's it. doing a lot of Darth Vader stuff. Is he? Yeah. Fuck. It's not as fuck. It's not as extreme as the end of Rogue One. Rogue One. That was awesome. And it, is it actually James Earl Jones' voice? Or sounds like it. They might have did the thing that they did with uh, Mark Hamill and computerized. I mean, it sounds it sounds like Darth Vader. Okay. I, I remember hearing Mark Hamill's lines come out, and I was like, "That's not a human doing that." And right. then I looked it up, and it was indeed some new program that they used. They just, just because you can doesn't mean you exactly should. that they they just will do things. Like, we're Disney. We can get away. Yeah, I guess you're right. People are not going to quit watching your shit. No matter how much they are homophobes and all that shit, they're not going to stop watching it. They can say they will say they will, but they're not going now to. Now, doesn't – this seems astroturfed. And if you don't know what that means, it means the controversy is put out in-house um, to get views and clicks. I – I'm on Twitter. I'm on Reddit. I'm on Facebook. I've yeah. not seen anybody complaining about this black lady. I've not seen it. I just saw th- I saw something on uh, Reddit, and I thought that was a thing. I just I, I put it and I put up my Reddit. Of course, nobody put a thumbs up on it because they're afraid to put a thumbs up on something. Where I said I think she's bad, but I think that anybody who you know, don't get me wrong, man. Sci-fi and fantasy nerddoms are rife with fucking racism. Yeah, any, everything. I mean, the underbelly is really ugly. Um, I think the Leia thing sucks. Yeah, anybody cares? She's not good. She's not great. No. And I mean, she'll get she's, good. And she's a little kid. She's a you tiny know? little kid. But I'm I put that on my thing. Though. I said, you know, I'm not going to criticize that because that's a little kid. Like the chase scene whenever they're trying to catch it's her. It's so bad. You're within arm's reach. Yeah. And I, also you're a Jedi. Just stop her. I just... I, that's I, I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Um, that, also, this has been a problem of mine for years. Why are the Jedi such cowards? They're all such cowards. They always tuck and run. They all every time there's a major setback or even a minor setback, they go hide for a hundred years. Um, every single time. I don't know if that's so. They fought major wars. They you know, but every time they lose, they disappear. They've only lost once. I mean, why was Yoda hiding out? For 10 million years Yoda wasn't really hiding out I mean he was he just retired Well the thing about Yoda Collecting is Collecting a Jedi pension <laughs> I'm write that down <laughs> A gentian um, 
No, the thing about Yoda was is that he. I, I have to believe that he knew that uh, Anakin Eventually. Skywalker yeah. delivered on what he was supposed to do. He knew that the, the Force was too much on the light side, and he knew it had to collapse like it did. Okay. That makes sense. I mean... And I guess Obi-Wan had to go hide on Tatooine and watch... Uh, Luke. Luke and them. I guess that had to happen. But it does seem that they always run and hide. Well, I mean, but then you see other things like... You know, you see scenes on other movies like on the prequels when they were uh, executing Order 66 where the, all these Jedi are in the forefront of battles. They're all, you know, they're they're on the front lines fighting. You know, there's got to be a name of a band called Order 66. Oh, that, that's probably got to be a punk band. Um, you know, and then they get I mean, that was one of the, the best parts of any of the prequels is when they're when they. All, I mean, I remember the girl I was seeing at the time we were watching, and she started crying. She wasn't even a Star Wars fan. I mean, it was, um, it was it was pretty intense. But um, I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan, so I can not get upset or. But it, I think she's a, the the black lady's a fine actor. I, I think the story's kind of dumb, which is fine because well, it's Star, Star Wars. Well, I'm saying, but none of them are that good. The Asian guy isn't that good either. Yeah, like I, I'm sorry, even the main guy. The it is silly. It is the the dialogue is bad. It's it's typical Star Wars. I, I'm starting to think that they're doing that on purpose. That it, they, well, we're going to have purposely bad dialogue, great production. You know, guys, it is possible. Look, Why isn't Stranger Things is your model? You can have good shit and great dialogue and have good production all at once. You can do it. Why well, isn't Filoni and Favreau in charge of this? Are they not in charge of this? One? No. No. They should have the Mandalorian, just, even though the Mandalorian was great, but even the Mandalorian had parts that weren't great. Yeah, of course. There's going to be mean, some parts. Boba Fett, I heard, is not good. It's good whenever Mando and Baby Yoda show back up. Yeah. For that one episode. I think they do that shit on purpose. I mean, I, I need to see this Darth Vader scene. Um, I guess we could try to pull it up. I'm No shame in my game, baby. It'll probably just be like a review of it when I pull it up. Mm. Or it'll be the fight between Darth and um, Obi Wan in an earlier movie. That was in episode three. Yeah, he wasn't Darth yet. He's still Anakin. Yeah, no, actually, he had officially become Darth Vader at that point because he was the Emperor had made him into. Uh, Would you like to see? Yeah, let's do it. I think this is this isn't from the prequels, is it? No, definitely not. Okay. Yeah. What is it? There's a little girl. Is that Leia? That lady was in uh, Game is of Thrones. Is that Leia? No. This is a lady from Game of Thrones, actually. She was uh, one of uh, Tyrion's lays. The one that was an actual porn star before she got Game of Thrones. Big nose. Uh, you talking about the one that he killed? The one he ended up killing, I think. That's Shay, yeah. Dark, Darker complexion. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, in context, you might like this, or you might not, or you just might want to see Darth Vader. I like the fact that all of them are afraid of him as well, or stepping back from him. And it is um, Hayden Christensen playing him. What happened? He's already ran, because that's what they do. So, I think I want the we dark don't side. See, we don't see Vader? Not yet. There's still plenty of time. It's a good intro. It is. I'll admit that. 
Look at the terror in his eyes. Good old blue. Blue lightsaber. He knows he has to... He's not a coward, man. He just knows he has to... Luke is his responsibility. Is he rope-a-doping him? Um... He also knows that well, let's be let's be fair. Let's just be frank. Darth Vader is more powerful than he is. You hear that? Sounds pretty good. It does. They might have just also used old lines of his. It's not like he's saying anything new. He's above you. Looks like a alien. I, I gotta tell you, it's pretty good. What have you become, my sweetest friend? I am what you made me. Sounds pretty good. Wipe. It's pretty Star Wars shit, right it there. It is. Um, one thing I'm wondering is how he doesn't know that his son is on Tatooine, being that he's so powerful. You think he'd figure it out? Yeah. I wonder if John Williams is on the score. It sounds like John Williams stuff. It definitely does sound like John Williams. The years have made you weak. Obi-Wan's just defending. I don't think he wants to kill Anakin. No, I think he probably still feels guilt. This reminds me vaguely of that uh, reimagined when they redid the fight. Yeah, it was great. He, he was. There's actually elements of it because uh, Vader does use a force push on him like that. When you had the chance. <sighs> That's some. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. Empire Strikes Back stuff, right there. Yeah. This is pretty. I gotta tell you, this is pretty good. In context, I think you might like it. Now he's on Vader shit. He's just so fucking powerful. I still think that uh, an ultimate fight between him and Darth Maul would have been. Oh, it'd have been great. Worth the price. So of much mission. fun. Yeah. I saw one of the species looks like uh, Darth Maul has like the horns and stuff. Well, actually, if the, you want to follow what they what they continue to do, now, Darth Maul was in Rogue One. He was, wasn't he? Yes, they could. They could really. They could do a fight, like if the Darth Maul popped back up, where they could actually fight. They, you could make a case that they could do that, and Darth Vader just defeats him. But. I think we're getting an idea now why they justify how much he's aged because his life is so fucking hard. Yeah. He goes through so much shit. So this is only supposed to be 10 years or so after? Something like that. And then Alec Guinness is like an old man, you know, and this he's, he does look older in it, but. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Stormtroopers. Light him up. I believe this is uh, the hooker lady from Game of Thrones shooting. That's good stuff. Okay, that's 
pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I, I definitely li- I like that. Um, I think that probably okay. It's tough. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time was not good until a certain episode. Then it flipped, and it's like it's good now. Like I can't wait to see what they do with that. I think it's going to be. I think the next season will be better. I just I, I have high so hopes for that. Hard to do something that big. Like well, what Game of Thrones accomplished <laughs> is in. Same. Right, and no, and let's just face let's just face facts. The source material for other things is not as good as Game of Thrones. That's People true. can talk shit about George R. R. Martin all they want. The fans are really starting to get aggressive. I think we might have somebody end up trying to take a shot at him <laughs> because that's where we're living in. He, the Winds of Winter, has been eleven years. It's been it's been in the pro, in, in the works for eleven years. I can still wait for it. Fucking read something else. Read something else. There's lots can of read all the beginning stuff. Yeah, I, I do it all the time. And I still and I still love it. And if he dies before it's complete, well, we'll we'll have a wealth. You know how much you know how much shit he's actually written. We'll have books fucking that other authors finish. We'll have notes released for shit. You'll get what you want eventually, regardless of what how if it he's happens. already got it done. He just doesn't he want doesn't. to put it out till he's dead. He doesn't. He's written himself into a corner and he's having a hard time getting out. And he's painting himself there and he's got a he's got a. That's that's a weird thing that I've done in, with music. Um, I'll have a verse and then I'll write the chorus and then the second verse sort of contradicts the first verse So, but I like it anyway so it's hard to figure out a way around that right and then you gotta figure with with that with it's so much book bigger of that scale three minute song I mean where you have so many principal players and you have you know the show had to write so many people out and change storylines, you know. There's an entire storyline with Sir Barristan. They just killed him off because there was a whole thing where he takes over Daenerys' armies and he's the one leading them all kinds of shit. That would have been fucking great, but they don't have enough time. Too much. It's too much stuff. So it's going to be, dude, when that book is finally released, The Winds of Winter, that will probably be the last one he writes. Then we're going to have another author probably have to finish it, and that's going to be, I think that the perfect candidate is Tad Williams. Ted Williams can finish that for him. Ted Williams can crank it out. He makes thousand page books deadlines all the fucking time. Um, his new book comes out next month. Is he Wheel of Time? No, he's uh, ta- Memory, you've, Sorrow, and Thor, Yeah, those. Okay. The Dragon Bone Chair and all those. I mean, he's the one that George R. R. Martin loves so much that he wrote his own epic fantasy. There is no other person to write that book. Is uh, Ted Williams up in age? No. 60s, 50s? 50s. Oh, he's fine. I mean, in a great shape. Like, I, I watched an interview with him the other day. He looks like a guy that might work out a little bit. He's not big or anything, but he's definitely, he, he's probably a runner or, you know, might do some kind of kettlebells. Some, something. I mean, he's one of those guys. Um, you know, I can't wait for that. Another thing, too, we've talked about this before. Somebody needs to get on the fucking stick about adapting that shit. If you want to talk about the next Game of Thrones, there's no other candidate except fucking memory sorrow and thorn it's got to be done plus it's done it's finished you can tell the whole story you could even write other seasons in with shit that happens 30 years later yeah, Tal williams looks great yeah he looks like he's early 50s maybe mid he looks like he's doing great and he's bald yeah he's embraced it shaved yeah. the head keeping an earring in got a little soul patch i love this guy yeah he's fucking awesome dude he's like i, 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 I watched the interview with him he's very funny he's engaging i mean he's his first book was about cats. Sort of looks like a magician. Look at that one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's his wife with him. He's, he looks like a black magician. They've been married. For, yeah, he really does. Like a black magic. <laughs> yeah, uh, magic he, with he a looks K. like Anton Lavey. Yeah, shit. He looks almost exactly like him. But um, the thing about his stuff is, 
there's all kinds of massive shit. If you don't want to do Memory Star and Thorn, fine. Do Shadow March. Do Otherland. You can uh, you can adapt Otherland to now and and update the technology. Now we'd have to have a cell phone thing because a lot of the problems that could be might be able to solve with a cell phone. I don't know, but um, you know. But the next one, big one. I sent you an article for this. This should have been a favorite thing. Uh, Bradley Cooper is adapting Hyperion. That's happening. Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what Hyperion is. Give me a lowdown on that. We need Hyperion, to fill some time, and I don't have very many favorite things. <laughs> Dan Simmons is like up there with my favorite authors. It's actually been passed back and forth between him, Ted, him and Tad Williams a couple of times. Hyperion is this massive, sprawling sci-fi epic. Ooh, it's 1989. Written. Yes, and it's fucking enormous. It is a sci-fi Canterbury Tales with all kinds of with the different characters telling you how they got to this place. There's this place called the Time Tombs that, that that always are moving backward in time. Nobody knows why it's happening. It's weird. Then they got this thing called the Shrike, which is like eight foot tall barbed wire. Fucking. There's a disc called the Shrike. Does it look like that? Is it like barbed wire metal looking thing? I'm not sure. It might be. The Shrike is actually one of those things that's for people in the know. Hyperion is like one of these. It's got a cult surrounding it. You have a built in audience right there. There's millions of them. So. Um, Bradley Cooper is obviously one of them. Bradley Cooper is a massive nerd. I that's, don't know if people know that. That's the uh, stamp for a Shrike. No, a couple that's a eagles. Bird. That's a bird. A Shrike is actually a bird. But the Shrike is this thing that it operates around the time tombs and it just will appear and kill people, cut them to shreds. And no rhyme or reason to it. Nobody knows because some people will kill and some people he won't. It's, it's crazy. Um, oh, it's probably going to be on HBO Max too because it's a Warner Brothers. Oh shit! Yes, I mean all the all the properties coming up. People need to. Uh, there's already a campaign to shit on House of the Dragon. I've noticed. There's a couple right wingers who are trying to fucking shit on it and, and start that whole ball rolling. Guys, you always fail. Fuck off. So I mean, and they do. Do they not? Every time they Every, try to do that, they fail. The only like I don't know if they're doing like, but the only. Um Cancellation attempt really that has been successful is against, has been against people that just have regular jobs. Like there was this uh, a Mexican, he was a utility locator, like I used mm-hmm. to be in uh, San Diego, and he yeah. was at a, like there was road construction or something, and he was at a stop at a stop, and he had his hand hanging out the window with his fingers like this, just hand hanging out the window like that. Yeah, no reason. That's just how his hand comes together whenever he's relaxed and it's hanging out the window. And he got canceled for that. Somebody took a picture of it, had the company's logo on the side of the truck, um, got a hold of uh, San Diego Power and Water or whatever it was. Yeah. He gets fired. No. That's fucking severance. nuts. This is a man who is just, he's also, he's Mexican. Right. He's a, They're not white supremacists. Yeah. He was a sweet man. I saw an interview with him. The only time that it's cancel cultures really worked is guys like him. It didn't work with Shane Gillis. It's not working with Louis CK. It doesn't work with Rogan. It doesn't work with Dave Chappelle. They tried it's, Bill Burr. Boy, did they get fucking It's never going to work with Bill Burr. It, it just happens to regular people. But I'm not like saying me or you. I'm not saying. And cancel. also campaigns against these big, um, these big shows, mm-hmm. these big entertainment properties, it doesn't work. It, it just never, makes me more interested. Well, that's the thing is that they, they're mad because there's Black Valerians. They're mad because, and I've heard the explanation behind it. It's it's a cool story. What is the explanation behind Black Valerians? They, they're probably from the Summer Isles, and then they move, make their way north, and they- That makes sense. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that. It's the same way there's a Black Americans, you assholes. <laughs> exactly. But they, they can't, they, oh, they just it gets so up in arms about it. 
Oh, they're taking all our stuff. I mean, they're it's just like so, you were going to get cast in it anyway. Exactly. I mean, shut the fuck it's up. It's one thing if I was up for the role, then I might complain a little bit privately, not publicly. <laughs> but it's going to be great. The show's going to be awesome. Matt Smith is the per- is, might be the most perfect casting in the history of anything. He's playing Damon Targaryen, which is this larger cunt. than life. Sounds like a cunt. He doesn't. Like, he is, but he isn't. He's, he's one of these guys, like, he's almost like Tywin Lannister. Like, you hate him at some points, but some points you're fucking rooting for him because he's such a fucking hard ass. And he puts people who think they're hard in their fucking place. You know what I mean? Like, that one always remind me of my dad. Oh, shit, really? Not that bad. <laughs> I was but that say. was tough. Like, he, you, if you, you're playing baseball, we're playing fucking baseball then. We're, uh, we're, we're doing I get it. that part of it. You know and, I mean? I, and I wish actually, yet, you know, I had been raised with a little bit more of that. I mean, my mom. Yeah, my mom raised me, and she did a great job. Out of balance. Of, right. Uh, my mom thinks I can do no wrong. Sunshine comes out of my ass. I'm right. the perfect human being. And my dad always wanted me to be better at everything. And that takes, and, and he knew that. And also helping me right. get better. Right. When we were out there an hour every evening, um, I was pitching to him. I'd cut his face up. I'd throw curveballs, and they'd get in the dirt, and he'd come up, and he'd hit him in the face, and he'd just grab it and throw the ball back. Well, that's him. awesome. I mean, I can see that, and but I can't see – well, actually, I can see Tywin Lannister being that way. Tywin would push a little harder. Well, he would be – but his, his thing would be it wouldn't be okay to fail. I think – if you failed it, but as long as you gave your best, that's exactly what my dad was like. If if right. he sensed that I wasn't trying as hard as I right. could, it wasn't. But if you really gave your all and still failed, and be like, you did your best. Yeah, I'm proud of you. That that is the the line with the Lannisters. It's not okay to fail. Like Jamie was probably given the sword at a young age and showed some aptitude. And Tywin, of course, the thing with Tywin too, it's it's all about family and legacy and ha- and how it makes him look. So he's thinking, well, I have the most beautiful daughter. I better have the best swordsman as a son. So he drilled it into him. He had this. He had the the fucking swordmaster come to him and teach him and fucking beat it into him and all kinds of stuff. And when when uh, when he and we would come to his father. He's doing this. He was like, this is what you wanted to do. You you had that little toy sword. This is what you wanted. This is what we're doing. You're not getting out of it, and you better be good at it, because if you're not, I'm going to disown you. It's that kind of shit. You know, that's the way he is. No. Tyrion automatically is less because he's a midget, you know, yeah. or a dwarf. So even though, you know, I love that that interplay, Tyr- uh, Tywin's sister and Tyrion are talking. No, it's it's Jamie and Tywin's sister are talking, and she's the fat one. He he referred to her in but but she's awesome. Like in the book, it's in Feast for Curse. She's awesome. She is Tywin's sister. She's tough. She's fucking smart. She's a great character, um, and she basically lays it out for for Jamie. She's just like, Cersei's beautiful, but she's stupid. <laughs> what she, said. she said, and you don't have much brains either. She's like, you got a sword arm from your Uncle Tig, but that's all you fucking got. You know, basically, she's like, I love you, but you're not very bright either. She's like, Tyrion is Tywin's son. He's the only one. And tells him straight out. Because he's no brain. bullshit. Exactly. And she's like, and he doesn't have the wit to see it. She's like, I love my brother, but he doesn't have the wit to see that. Or he's he's dead at this point. So. And she loved Tyrion. That like, scene wasn't in the in the show. Was no, it? because she's not in the book. I mean, she's not in the show. She's and she uh, uh, Joanna. I think. Well, no, not Joanna. I can't remember her name, but she was married. Joanna. She was married to a Frey, and then she ordered him around like a just told him what to do all the time. It was fucking. It was. I love that character, man. I'll go back and read that passage sometimes, just because it's. Jamie really got his comeuppance because right, I think right 
after that happens, him and uh, the Blackfish, they didn't do that scene right in the show. I mean, you're saying we're filling time, so this is... No, it's fine. We've, I think we've discussed that scene, and there's some things that could have been better, I think. Well, it's a good scene anyway. It's a good scene for those of us that don't know the books. Right, but the books, that when he was just like, he took off his fucking glove and slapped Jamie across the face with it. And then he, he was just like, um, he's like, you and me right now, and he's and uh, then he starts saying he's like I'd love to do that, buddy. He's like spare me, sir. I know about, all about your hand. He's like I don't give a fuck. He's like you're not good anymore. He's just you know talking shit to him. And he also said some things, um, talking about he some things that would have been good for the emotion of the show. He talks about uh, a Catalan. He's like they took my niece and cut her throat and dumped her into the river like she was trash. Your family did that on her on on Tywin's orders and all this shit. Jamie doesn't know what to say because there's nothing to say, you know. And he's and he's basically trying to barter in the blackfish. He's basically like, "Go fuck yourself," you know. And he, and Jamie's like, "Well, store in the walls." And he's just like, he's like, thousands will die. He's like, thousands of yours, hundreds of mine. He's like, we can hold out for however, however long you want to do it, buddy. <laughs> we'll hold out and then we'll kill thousands of you trying to invade this place. And then he basically says, "And I'll basically kill you before I get killed," you know. It's like. And saying if you have the guts to come over with them, you know what I mean. So it's it's an awesome scene. I love the Blackfish. That guy did a great job as a Blackfish. Yeah, but um, it could be a whole show about that guy. But he's still alive in the book. He got out. Like, and actually, he's he's one of the few things. Like, they're trying to set the stage about what they're going to do about everything. All the people they've killed the the young wolf Rob and all that stuff. And one of them says, "Well, the Blackfish is still running loose. What are we going to do about that?" You know? <laughs> it's like, well, he doesn't have an army and stuff. But somebody pipes up, he'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great fucking scene. Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more of that guy. I love the actor. He's good. I think that uh, sort of remind me of the guy from Head of the Class a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yes. Is that Patty Considine? No, it's not Patty Considine. Patty Considine's in the new show. Yeah. Uh, he plays Viscerous. Um, I tell you who I think originally who was going to be was Brian Cox. Is who they, Brian Cox they, rules. Who, who they were, they got. I think they asked him to be in the, in the role, and he turned it down. And he said that's one of the biggest regrets of his career. You want to talk about a great show. It's uh, Succession, which Brian I Cox I need to watch that. In. I love him. And there's three seasons up, right, ready to go. Boardwalk Empire. I need to jump on it. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy watches it, and he was telling me about my buddy Tim, and I was telling him about Ozark. Yeah. He's just like, God, I got to watch this Ozark shit. I was like, yeah, I got to watch it. Boardwalk Empire. It's all about the Irish mob, isn't it? Yeah, it's in writer. It's uh, Prohibition. During Prohibition. It's very good. Oni Madden is in it. I know who Oni Madden is. Yeah. Um, Steve. Uh, who plays him? God damn it. Bashemi is the main character. Okay. His name is... Uh, Something high, but I know it's. I mean, my friend was describing to me, like, This is fucking badass. Also, the guy from The Wire, uh, who played Omar, he's in it. Did so he, he plays Silky Johnson. Yeah, Did, he died last year. Sucks, dude. Probably heroin. He was a heroin addict. Yep. Probably a little bit of uh, fentanyl in the old heroin. That's tough. It is. It sucks. Um, other shows that you might be interested in, definitely Succession because it's about cocksucker business world um boardwalk empire of course the wire i really need i it. can't talk enough about how good the wire is i've i've got i'm starting to open up my my comfort zone a little bit again evidence by reading all the books doing you know sticking to something feeling better for me the reason i rewatch things do like that is depression mm-hmm. i mean it's comfort 
wrap myself in that blanket and can't do anything else. Now I don't feel like I have to wrap myself in the blanket. I'm throwing it off. It's like, well, let's do new things. Let's look at new things. Let's all that shit. Well, there's a new show made by the people that made The Wire with Johnny Bernthal, who I'm I've a heard about big that. fan of called We Own This City, about a, the corrupt cops. Nice. And it's very good so far. I've only got a couple eps left. Um, Johnny Bernthal does a Baltimore accent. He's the only guy in the entire thing doing it. He's like, yeah, we're going to go over here. We got to stop. We got we got to stop these. Uh, got to stop these criminals, man. They're taking over our streets. <laughs> He's the only Baltimore one. Doing accent, it. Baltimore, Baltimore accent's terrible. It's a little. It's a lot like a Philly, Philly accent, but it's trash. Yeah, I love it. The Boston accent I kind of like. I just like accents altogether. I think they're fun. I like a nice Southern accent. I like a Irish accent. I like Switzerland. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, any of those. Uh, Tall, blonde, white people country accents are nice. They always sound so friendly. Yeah. You know, in actuality, they're probably telling you to go fight descended a from very violent people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about it for my favorite things. I think we've done enough here. I think we've done all right. All right. Thanks for listening. Episode 383. I'm tired. I'm going to lay on the couch and watch some disc golf. I'm going to eat and then I'm going to go to sleep. I got to get up and work in the morning. Me too. Thanks for listening. Suck it.